Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the PodCon Go Network. PodCon Go, family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab a blanket and your favorite book. It's time for a story. Today's story is My Mom Detective, The Magic Library, Part 1, by William Stair. Hi, everybody. My name is Armando, and for the past few months, I've been writing about the strange adventures of my mother, whose superpower is that she's a great detective. On rainy nights, she and I read the stories of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. I realized that she had the same powers as Mr. Holmes, and I'm her trusty Dr. Watson. We're occasionally helped by my brother Desmond. Meanwhile, Dad just shakes his head in wonder. It was the weekend of the big disc golf tournament. Tournament is a big word that means a lot of people getting together to play some game and see who's the very best. My dad will win because he is the very best. All week he's been practicing, wearing his special disc glove and tossing the disc down our yard and through a hoop just big enough for it to slip through. He's very good. Trooper always runs after the disc and brings it back to dad covered in trooper drool. While Dad was gone, Mom and I went out walking. It was just Mom and me, because Desmond was taking a nap. We were a few blocks down the hill from our house, and we could see Lake Washington through the trees. There were a lot of old houses on this street. And as we walked by one, Mom said, Look, Army, a tiny library. Yep, there it was. Someone had cut down most of a big dead tree, but left enough stump to build a house-shaped box on top. It had a glass door, and you could see two rows of books inside. There was a board below it. Written on the board in fancy letters was, The Magic Library. Take what you want and put something back. Wow, Mom, can we? I asked, all excited. Sure, I think it's all right. Just... Remember what the rule is. Take what you want, but put something back. I took a few steps from the street toward the library box. But then I looked past the box and saw the house it was in front of. The yard was full of strange-looking plants, and the house, made of brick, not straw or wood, like in the Three Little Pigs, was covered in vines and shaded by big trees. It was creepy, I looked back at Mom, but she smiled and nodded, so I knew it was okay. I reached up and pulled open the glass door. There must have been 20 books in there, but one stood out for me. It was larger than the others and had a shiny cover that read, Wonders of the World. I reached for it. Just then, it started to rain. I pulled the book out, and Mom put it under her coat. It was too big to fit under mine. I closed the library door and took another look at the creepy house. Its empty windows looked back at me, making me shiver. You're shivering, honey. 
the rain is making us cold. Let's go home, said Mom. For once, Mom's detective power was turned off. It wasn't cold that made me shiver. We trudged back up the hill, the rain making little rivers run down toward us. Then it began to hail. Now I was cold, so maybe Mom had another superpower. Fortune teller. When we got home, soaked and freezing, Dad was there with Desmond. They were both having a big bowl of Frosted Flakes. Dad is a big lover of cereal, and he's taught Desmond and me to be the same. How'd the tournament go? Asked Mom. Great, shouted Dad, pointing to the picture of Tony the Tiger on the cereal box. You're lucky enough to be sharing this house with the Renton champion. Mom rushed over, arms wide, to give Dad a big hug. As she did, the book from the magic library fell to the floor. What's that? Asked Desmond, ever eager to get his share of anything I get. It's a book I got from the magic library. I shouted over a sudden roll of thunder. The sky was dark outside, and a flash of lightning, followed by a real loud clap, lit up the Boeing airplane factory down by Lake Washington. It's huge. You can see it from the lakeside park the Coho Explorers often go to for outdoor lessons. The Coho Explorers is an outdoor homeschool program mom runs. Desmond and I are members. Anyway, Boeing even has some of the big planes outside the factory, and you can see them through the trees. Cool. Wow, that was close. Did this storm cause a problem with the tournament? Asked Mom after she'd given Dad a big hug and kiss. Nope. We just finished when the first rain began to fall. Some pretty big hail right after that. Where were you guys? Yeah, and where's the magic library? Chimed in Desmond. Not too far. We walked down the hill a ways, almost as far as the street goes before the edge of a bluff. Desmond, the magic library is one of those little libraries people set up in their yard. A place to put books they no longer want, but think someone else might. There's an old house there, set way back from the street, and they had the library. Armando picked this book. You two can share it. With that, Mom gave me a look that said sharing was the right thing to do. I said out loud, Fine. Desmond reached for the book, but I got it first, and we both ran into the living room to look at it. I held it, of course. Mom had held the book tightly under her coat, and it wasn't wet at all. Its shiny cover showed many wonderful things from all over the world. Some were pictures of amazing places, some were pictures of people wearing strange clothing, or almost no clothing at all. And some were pictures of sculptures. Sculptures are carvings of animals or people done in stone, wood, or other stuff. One of the pictures was of a sculpture of a chimera. I am really into chimeras right now. I like to draw them and think about new kinds. If you don't know what a chimera is, I'll tell you. It's a made-up animal that has parts from other animals, like a lion body with a person's head, or an eagle with the head of a serpent and a fish. Many Egyptian statues of their gods are chimeras, a man's body with an animal's head. 
you get the idea, I think. Anyway, I love them. Desmond started to point to a picture of some people dancing in very short pants, so I quickly opened the book before he could pick something. It opened to a part about Paris. Paris is the capital of France, a country in Europe, which is one of the seven continents. Not bad for seven years old, huh? The picture showed the Eiffel Tower, one of the most famous things in Paris. Below the picture was some writing explaining how the Eiffel Tower compared to other towers in the world, including the Space Needle, which is only a few miles away from us in Seattle. When Desmond saw that, he forgot all about the dancing men. Wow, said Desmond. Look at how tall that tower is. It looks like the Space Needle. Both Desmond and I have been in the Space Needle. We even had ice cream there with Mom. We looked at the information below the picture. The Space Needle didn't do so well compared to the Eiffel Tower. Both were built for World's Fairs, but the Eiffel Tower is much taller and is the tallest building in Paris. While there are several buildings in downtown Seattle that are bigger, even much bigger, than the Space Needle. The book said the Eiffel Tower was built in 1889 and is 300 meters high. The Space Needle was built in 1962 and is 184 meters high. Not even close. I turned the page, and we saw a picture of the Cathedral of Notre Dame, also in Paris. There were smaller pictures showing carvings called gargoyles, which must mean ugly faces, which are on the cathedral. A cathedral is a very large and important church. I was just wondering whether any of the gargoyles were chimera when there was a huge flash of light and the loudest thunder yet. All the lights everywhere went out. We were sitting on the couch, which is by a big window, and I could see all the houses and streetlights were dark. The rain was falling hard, and the sun must have set while we were looking at the book. Suddenly, a blinding light started flashing all over the room, stopping on Desmond and me. You guys okay? It was Dad, with a flashlight. Yeah, we said at the same time. What happened? I asked. I'm going to check, replied Dad. He pulled a raincoat from the hooks by the door. Here in Washington, we always have raincoats handy, and Dad often walks Trooper in the rain. Desmond hates that, because Trooper always comes back ready to cuddle with him, smelling of wet dog. Mom had found another flashlight and came into the living room with us as Dad reached for the door. Suddenly, the door burst open, and a dark shape came through it. It's your favorite cousin, it shouted. It was Cousin Jack. He comes over anytime and knows the door is always unlocked. And he never knocks. Hey, Armando. Hey, Dizzy Bill. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. Do you guys know the power pole at the end of your street is on fire? Cousin Jack always calls Desmond Dizzy Bill. Dizzy is for Desmond, and Bill because his middle name is William, like Grandpa Bill. Desmond has never told me whether he likes it or not. I'm going to check it out, said Dad, and he was gone. Am I in time for dinner? asked Jack. With the power out, there won't be much to choose from, 
replied Mom, after giving Jack a kiss. You're wet. Didn't you drive over in your car? I did, but there's an accident at the other end of your block, so I parked and walked over. Mom said, hmm. Even in the darkness, I knew. Her detective power had been awakened. The room was dark. The rain was pouring down outside. But that, hmm, told me that Watson and Holmes were on the case. Jack, began Mom. You hate to get wet, don't you? And you're soaked. Yes, he replied in exactly the same way Dizzy Bill or Desmond replies when he knows he's been caught at something. Mom closed in. You would have simply driven around the block if one end was blocked by an accident, right? Then you wouldn't get so wet? Yes, but the pole was on fire at the other end of your block. Something you can't see from the way you were coming, right? Yes, but the rain blew the smell of the fire. The rain is falling straight down and there's no wind now. The smell would be washed from the air long before it got to you. Where is your car, Jack? Parked by the curb three blocks away. What happened? I was changing music on my phone and took my eye off the road. I hit the curb hard and blew the tire. So I parked and walked the rest of the way. Game over, I shouted to myself. The front door opened and dad came back in. Even with the umbrella, he was wet, but not nearly as wet as Jack. Lightning must have hit the pole. All the wires are down and the pole is still burning, even in the rain. Someone called Puget Sound Electric and they're on their way, but power will be out for a while. I can see there's power on outside this neighborhood, so we can get some takeout for dinner. How about Chinese? Yeah! said Desmond, Jack, and me at the same time. We love Chinese. Jack, can we take your car? Asked Dad. The Chinese food was delicious, and we ate it by candlelight, which made it extra special. Dad and Jack were fighting over the last egg roll, while Mom, Desmond, and I settled in the living room with lots of candles, a small flashlight for reading, and the wonders of the world. The pictures were even more interesting by flashlight. There were the insides of Roman temples and Mayan ruins, which got us talking about what Seattle might look like if it was all old and broken down. There were pictures of deep, dark forests with huge old trees, like the ones we'd seen hiking around Mount Rainier. But this wasn't just a picture book. Every picture had a long explanation written with it. Mom read those for us and her voice was so soothing. I woke up to find myself in my bed. It was completely black. I tried, and I couldn't even see my hand in front of my eyes. I'd been having a terrible dream, something Dad calls a nightmare. In this dream, I was wandering through a forest in the nighttime. I was alone, but the moon was shining down, and there was a smooth path I was walking on. As I walked, a sound of leaves being pushed aside came from the woods, in the dark where I couldn't see. Suddenly, something jumped out in front of me. It was as tall as Dad, but instead of having his friendly face, 
It had three heads. One was a rooster. One was a dog. And one was a Lego man head. The thing, it was a chimera, started coming toward me. I turned to run, but it had wheels and rolled after me faster than I could run. The dog barked, the rooster crowed, and the Lego man yelled, keep your promise. That's when I woke up. I could still hear those wheels rolling after me, but then realized it was Desmond snoring. Wow, what a dream. That was quite the dream. After I have a bad dream, I like to stop and ask myself a couple of questions. Sometimes thinking about your dreams can be helpful because they can help you understand how you're really thinking and feeling. When bad things happen to me in a dream, sometimes that means I'm actually worried about something in my real life. And those worries turn into scary dreams. Why do you think Armando had a scary dream in this story? Is there anything he might be worried about? Well, this story isn't over. But it's too long for one episode. We just listened to part one of the story. And next week, part two will be available. Be sure to come back for the second half of The Magic Library by William Stair. See you next week.